Hi there, we're hot on the trail of Trumpy going to jail. Uh, we just heard about how Perjury Trader Green is well known to randomly bang people in her gym. LOL. Um, we are living in a holographic matrix. Trump or guilty stream two months ago. I covered that. Four facts, Jesus shirt, not Satan. Is that gonna be Satan? <coughs> Let's do secrets of Atlantis and the Anunnaki live. Yay. National security experts warn there is an imminent threat to the national electric gender. grid. In fact, attacks on just What's your gender? <laughs> Thanks for a billion views or listens. We are live, 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 live on YouTube. Let me see if I can see what's going on here in the chat box. Let's see here. We are live, 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 live on YouTube. Well, this is two years ago. Let me see if I can see. Secrets of Atlantis and Anunnaki. Okay, that's muted now. <clears throat> You guys get in here. Well, that's awesome. My name is Billy Carson. I'm the best-selling author of the Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. Me. Also the best-selling author, author of Woke Doesn't Mean Broke. <laughs> uh, so two books that I have released now. Right. And uh, you can get both of those books on my website, fourbidknowledge.com with the number four. That's four, B-I-D-D-E-N. K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Go to the online store. A lot of great products there, as well as my best-selling books. All right? So you can check those out. A lot of great information there. A lot of great information in those books. The Compendium of the Emerald Tablets has been a best-seller now for 19 months straight. In a couple of more days, it'll be 20 months straight as a best-seller on Amazon. Uh, currently, you can buy it on Amazon as well. Broke doesn't mean broke sold out so fast. I have the new shipment coming in. 2,000 books went in two weeks. Uh, so people are really resonating with that book and that content. What's up, guys? I see y'all coming in here. What's up? What's up? Hello. Hello. All right. Thanks for coming on board. I know I don't go live. I just like to sneak up on you guys and pop in every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go live for a quick second. So uh, thanks for hopping in here. I'm like going to drop a link four. here in this chat. Okay. <laughs> This is to my new workshop, which is coming up on uh, January the 31st at 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., five-hour workshop on the sequence of the Atlantis and the Anunnaki. Uh, and I'm going to really uh, go deep into this, um, into, the, into the history of the Atlanteans. And I'm going to really teach you guys what the Atlanteans were really all about, who they were, uh, why they are Anunnaki. And, and all of that. So it's going to be an amazing workshop. Now, Anunnaki, somebody says my Anunnaki lecture sold out. Yes, I know. Yeah, more is coming. There's be more delivered to the warehouse in a couple of days. But the Anunnaki, okay, um, is a term that means those who came from heaven to earth. So basically, uh, it's just a generalized term. Just like here on earth, we have, um, you know, Americans and we have uh, Asians and we have Africans and we have Europeans, but if we travel from Earth to another place, they're just going to call us Earthlings. They're not going to say 
he's an American from Earth. He's going to say, we're going to say, we're an, I'm, a, I'm an Earthling. So it's a generalized term. Anunnaki is a generalized term. Any being, no matter, regardless of species, regardless of what planet they're from, if they come from heaven to our planet, space to Earth, they're considered to be an Anunnaki. That's how the ancients referenced them, okay? Uh, in the Sumerian community. Those who fell to Earth. Now, Atlantis, and calling somebody an Atlantean, that's where we're getting more specific. So, the Anunnaki were also part of this Atlantean civilization. So, Atlantean, Atlantis is a civilization, okay, that was created by these by these people, these space-faring people that came here and created a breakaway civilization on this planet. So I'm going to go deep, deep, deep into this, and it's all going to be backed by ancient texts. I'm going to start in the Pleiadian star system, and so I'm going to start with the Pleiades, and I'm going to talk about the Pleiades and the different races that live and inhabit different planets in that sector of space. Then, based on the ancient texts, I'm going to talk about the galactic wars that we've and uh, how planets were being destroyed. And when planet, imagine you're on your planet, right? And all of a sudden, a chunk of a moon comes and hits your planet. Of course, your life is over and everybody else's life on the entire planet is over. This is what started happening in the Pleiadian star system, okay? So planets were being destroyed with this weapon, a planetary, like, a, like, a, a, like the same one in Star Wars. That's probably where they got it from, these ancient texts, anyway. Uh, and um, the Death Star, right? So people started like becoming refugees of space or space refugees. Just like you have here on Earth, you have Syrian refugees and so forth, people fleeing war-torn areas. The same thing happened, but it was on a uh, galactic scale. So whoever had the capability of getting on a ship and getting the heck out of there, they left. They left and they kick-started new civilizations on different planets. Some went to Orion, Aldebaran, Sirius A, B, and C, Zeta Reticulus. It just, it just an innumerable amount of, of different planets. Some of them crash landed on a planet that orbits a brown dwarf star. The planet was named in the Enuma Elish, Nibiru. And then so Nibiru orbits a brown dwarf star, which gravitationally got captured by our solar system. And now mainstream science, it will teach you this in mainstream astrophysics, Okay, mainstream astronomy, that there are two suns in our solar system. One is a big yellow sun that we know, and the second one is very far out there. It's a brown dwarf star that has the same mass as our sun, even though it's only uh, maybe less than one-third the size. But it has the same gravitational mass, and it has planets orbiting it. And because it has that much mass, the planets that orbit it, uh, it warps them as they orbit, so that creates internal heat and friction inside the planet, which allows the planets to stay warm. Okay, so it's a, it's a habitable system, uh, many sat a mini system with many satellites orbiting our sun. Mainstream science now say that it orbits our sun every 4,200 years, according to the ancient text, it was every 3,600 years. Okay, 3,600 years. It's there. It's documented. It's official. It's in the actual books, the history books, the scientific books, it's there. They landed on this planet that orbits that brown dwarf called Nibiru. That's about all we know for and, um, they ended up, as history. Uh, some of them leaving it coming to Earth to create a breakaway civilization in this solar system. So I'm going to cover all of that in the workshop. It's going to be amazing. You're going to really learn a lot. A lot of questions that you've had, 
that have gone unanswered for years since you've gone down the rabbit hole of the Anunnaki are going to be answered in this workshop in a very professional and detailed way uh, with lots and lots of sources, which is very important. I always do, anybody who's come to my workshops know that I base my information on a lot of facts and sources so that people can go and look it up for themselves. That's the main thing I want researchers. That's why I do PowerPoint presentations in my workshops. It's not just me up here talking and moving my hands. I'm going to show you some stuff on the screen, and I'm going to give you some key, key words and key names and key places and key links so that you can go, you know what, i got to watch this again, and i got to go research this myself. What's really incredible, though, about this story is that in the Atraesis epic, the, uh, and also in the Enuma Elish and the Seven Tablets of Creation, uh, we also have an account of these beings creating a civilization on the planet Mars. Mars was actually started off as a moon, a habitable moon of Tiamat. We're going to go into all of that. Tiamat exploded, and Mars, which was orbiting Tiamat, swung into this very strange orbit around our sun. This is why Mars has this very weird orbit. And, um, and so it became a planet once it lost its planet. Tiamat became the asteroid belt, and the giant chunk of Tiamat became Earth. Okay, that recoalesced and moved into this area where we are now. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go into in-depth detail. We're gonna read the Enuma Elish together. That's what we're wow. gonna be doing on this actual workshop. Huh. Something that you'll probably never do on your own. You're not gonna go. You know what? Let me pull up this Enuma Elish and and start going through it and breaking it down. <laughs> I'm gonna do that with you. I did. And that's gonna be it's on, on January first. Then we're gonna Me analyze too. Mars, Three. and we're going to look for evidence that the Atlanteans were there together. I'm going to take you along with me to Mars in real time. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody has ever done this. You and me, all of you and me, we're going to go to Mars in real time. I'm going to take you into accessing the Mars Curiosity rover cameras, the Opportunity rover. We're going to take a look around. We're going to zoom in, zoom out, pan left and right. We're going to look for anomalies. We're going to look for things that we can see there uh, architecturally that are obviously remnants and, and uh, are obviously destroyed in most cases. But we're going to look for those things and see how they architecturally resemble the same structure or technology or architecture of what we see on the ancient temples and ancient sites here on Earth. So we can have enough circumstantial evidence to say, hey, this is the same culture not only can we find pyramids around the whole planet and these megalithic structures around the whole planet, we can also find them on Mars. That means that they were an interplanetary civilization, and if they were an interplanetary civilization, and we know that they, according to other ancient records, came from other star systems, that means they actually were an intergalactic civilization. Intergalactic. So the ring city that Plato talked about was not... The, you know, the peak of the Atlantean civilization. That was just one capital on Earth of many capitals on Earth. The ring city of Atlantis in the Atlantic Ocean was just one of many on Earth. There were capitals on the moon and capitals on Mars. Okay? So, maybe even further out. But we're going to go on the records that we have access to to tell us exactly what I want to teach you, and we're going to back it up by ancient text. Great. Then we're going to go to Mars in real time, and we're going to look for anomalies together. You and me. I'm going to bring some of you guys live into the workshop randomly, huh. and I'm going to have you look around and tell me what you see. 
you're going to describe it for yourself. So that everyone else, you know, everyone else looking can hear what you have to say. Then I'm going to let you go back in. I'm going to bring somebody else up to the stage live and drop somebody, drop you off and bring somebody else to the stage live. We're going to spend some time analyzing and cataloging anomalies on Mars in real time and comparing them to ancient sites here on Earth. And we're going to try to see if we can build a case for circumstantial evidence. And as you know, in America, with enough circumstantial evidence, you know, you're guilty, right? So we're going to look for the evidence of the Atlanteans through, uh, through this data, through this space probe data that we're going to access together at the same time and have a look around. Nobody's ever done this. This is why I'm only taking 500 students for this workshop. Because if I take more than 500, it's going to be too hard to handle. When you're getting to 600, 700,000, 6,000, 5,000, I've done them all the numbers, it becomes harder to deal with the people. So 500 is the maximum amount of students I'm going to accept on this workshop. The link is in the bio here. I'm going to drop the link in this um, comment box. I just dropped the link in the chat. Okay. So you can go to the link in this chat. Let me see if I can pin this. Is there a way to pin, you pin this message? So I just pinned it in the chat. You can click on it. You can register on Eventbrite. January 31st, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Five hours of in-depth, in incredible teaching into the history, the exact precise information based off of tablets, texts, and indigenous histories. And then we're going to go to Mars in real time. And then after that, Thomas Mikey Jensen is going to come on, my partner in the United Family of Anomaly Hunters, and he's going to show you all the links to where you can access this data yourself, how to open it up on your computer, all the space probe data, how to access it, how to actually analyze it, how to sort through it and look for your own anomalies and how to catalog them, how to take away all the coverings that they put over the anomalies and the image and the fake images or the false color images, how to take remove that so that you can actually see what's behind that and how you can save it as an actual catalog image. And maybe some of you may want to join our group, our exclusive group that we have on, on, online. Where we just, every day we go in and we bring more anomalies together and we bounce them off each other to see that, you know, what people feel about them. Can they find them themselves based off of the link? Is it real? Is it not real? Is it just a rock? Or is it something that appears to be intellectually made? You know, so it's an amazing little group that we've formed now, but uh, probably close to... Uh, there's 14 of us uh, in the groups, and in terms of the actual members, let's say probably close to 200,000 members now between all the 14 groups. So it's something that you can be a part of that doesn't cost you any money. It's totally free, okay? You want to come to this event and learn about this. This is uh, uh, January 31st, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. The link is here. It's an Eventbrite link. You want to register ASAP. We're going to go to Mars in real time. We're going to read the Enuma Elish and the Seven Temples of Creation. You're going to learn how Earth was formed, the real history of how Earth was formed and how it came to be in this position. You're going to learn about our moon and how it came to be in the position where it's at. The moon is not a result of a collision between a comet and our planet and all this crazy foolishness they try to tell you in school. That's baloney. I'm going to give you true, real information about where the moon came from, how it got here, what is the moon, what's inside of the moon, or who's inside of the moon. It's going to be an interesting workshop, guys. Very interesting. <laughs> I think it's going to be mind-blowing. People are going to learn a lot from this. All the questions that you've had over all the time that you've been researching this Anunnaki theory and what's been going on, I'm going to give it to you in bite-sized chunks over the course of five hours. 
that you're going to be able to digest. And the great part about this workshop is you'll be given access to the replay for life, forever. You'll be able to go back and watch it over and over and over again on your TV, because I'm going to put it on Forbidden TV, but with a special pay-per-view pay -per -view link that you have access to for free when you log in because your email, you automatically get in for free automatically every single time. You never pay a penny, okay? And you can watch it over and over again and cycle through it. So that way, if you're trying to take notes and you miss something, it doesn't matter. You can, you can play it, pause it, stop it, duplicate what we did on the screen on your own computer and go back and play it some more. It's going to be on Apple TV, Roku, uh, Amazon Fire TV, and of course, iOS and Android apps. So you'll be able to watch it. It's amazing, guys. You're gonna have, we're going to have a great time. And we're also going to make history because nobody's ever done this before. Nobody's ever taken a group of people to Mars in real time and had them look around and see what the heck is going on up there. I'm going to show you some stuff that's going to make you scratch your head and be like, what is that doing there? And yeah, these are real images, too. So uh, you can just come out of Caltech. That's what we hope the database server. Okay? So it's going to be, when you see what's up there, let me just say something. Your life is going to change forever. The way you see life, the way you believe in, in biology, what you believe about human beings on this planet, it's going to change forever. Especially if you're a person into religion, you're going to have a whole lot of new questions out. If you got some religious family, you need to bring them and let them sit there and watch this because they're going to be like, wait a minute. And some of them may doubt it and not want to believe it, but some of them may come around and be like, you know what? This made me raise a lot of question marks. I really need to analyze and try to figure out what in the heck is going on up there and why have we spent so many trillions of dollars going there? I'm going to show you running water on Mars. I'm going to show you lakes. I'm going to show you trees and, and bushes. I'm going to show you life, proof of life. I'm going to show you structures. I'm going to show you a lot of things that are going to blow you away and have you scratching your head and talking about it for literally days on end <laughs> and trying to go back and, and look look again, you know, and create hopefully your own accounts and log in and start yourself. The real purpose is me to create more, more people, more eyeballs, tracking out these anomalies. You know, we can have more proof and more evidence and put so much pressure on them that they have to release the truth. The truth is that there's life, that there was an ancient civilization on Mars, the same one from Earth, and that there's life there possibly right now today. Okay? You know, there's coming out saying that the, the, the soil on Mars is better soil for growing crops than on Earth. That was a new precedent that just came out. How do they know this? They're saying that there's billions of tons of liquid water on Mars all of a sudden. Liquid water. They showed a 12-kilometer uh, lake the other day on TV from up there. It's all real. Um, little by little, they're just trickling it out to us because, you know, they're getting ready to go there. Elon Musk, the owner of SpaceX and Tesla motor cars, is going to Mars on a one-way trip and not coming back. <laughs> and he's taken 80,000 people with him. <laughs> and that's already been sold out. What does that tell you guys? Do you think that billionaires are going to go live in a tin can? Do you think that billionaires who have butlers and maids and private jets and helicopters and all, of the, all the vacations that they want and the lap of luxury that they live in are going to leave all of that to go live in a tin can until they die? 
I doubt it. There's a lot more going on up there, and we're going to show you what's going on up there. And when you see it, you're going to be kind of blown away. All right? So it's going to be amazing, guys. Uh, again, January 31st. The link is on, in the caption of this. I put the link here in the um, in the comment box. I'll drop it in here one more time. All right. Click that link. Register on Eventbrite. Five hours. You're going to get five amazing hours. Out of that five hours, it's going to be one hour of question and answer. Thomas Jackson is going to take you to a complete training on how to hunt for anomalies yourself so you can hopefully become good enough to join our anomaly hunting group. We've made the news so many times with these anomalies. And I'm going to take you to Mars in real time and take you through all these ancient texts and tablets to teach you the real true history of the Anunnaki and the Atlanteans and what they wanted, what they came here for, why they came, why, why did they come here, uh, why were there so many wars, and who we truly are. That's going to be the final synopsis of this whole event that's going to really raise a big question mark, who we truly are. It's going to be amazing, guys. So I'm looking forward to seeing every single person there, and that's going to be January 31st. Of course, I wish every person that wants to go can get in, but at 500 is the maximum. That's where the ticket is set to the 500. It's just because it's too many after that. That's too much. All right. But uh, the first 500 students, you're going to be part of history. And I will bring you on the stage if you raise your hand, you know, the virtual hand on the show. I'll be bringing you up on stage to actually give your own account of what you're looking at when we go to Mars. All right? <laughs> it's going to be amazing, guys. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, it's going to be uh, one of those mind-blowing events. All right? So click that link. Somebody said link didn't work. The link seems to work great for me. Oh, so, oh he said link not working properly. Okay, let me let me just check this link. Hold on a second. One second. Let me just click it myself. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you, maybe it's because it's on YouTube chat. Because it's on YouTube chat. Let me do it this way. Check that link out now. All right? Check this link. Okay, replace the pin message at the top. So check this new link out. Maybe that link doesn't work with the, the first link I had doesn't work with YouTube. So I'll give you the Eventbrite link direct. Let me see if I can click it myself when I go to open it, see what happens. Yeah, it opens right up this time. So click that Eventbrite link I just dropped in there. Register ASAP. And you're going to have an amazing time. We're going to have an amazing time. It's going to be a great workshop. The beautiful thing about these virtual workshops, I'm loving them much more than doing a lot of workshops in person. And the reason why... When I do workshops in person, only a limited amount of people can attend. There's only so many seats inside the actual room, right? Um, and then I'm speaking at the same time that other people are speaking. So people got to make tough decisions. Who do I want to go see the, mo the most? And so they end up trying to see a little bit of me and a little bit of somebody else and a little bit of somebody else. They don't get the full teaching. You don't really get to learn that way when you're jumping from room to room. And then you're taking notes on pieces of paper and pen, you can't record it. With a virtual workshop, you don't have to worry about that. Select also, you got to buy airfare, you got to buy a hotel, Telegram. you got to get a rental car or Uber, and you got to pay for all your meals. Well, with a virtual workshop, all you got to do is turn on your TV or your computer, and you're in. There's no airfare, there's no hotel, there's no Uber or rental car, whatever food's in your refrigerator or whatever you order from Uber Eats, right? <laughs> uh, and then it's recorded. 
So you don't have to worry about taking all these notes. You can pay attention and learn instead of writing, 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 writing. And then while you're writing stuff, I'm talking and you're losing more information. Because guess what? You can play and pause, play and pause, play and pause, and replay it as many times as you want forever. So because of that, the virtual workshops to me are 10 times better than the real life in-person workshops. Of course, sometimes you want to get a chance to see somebody in person and say, oh, I saw this person in real life. And that's all great. Only a limited amount of people can ever get to do it anyway. Uh, and I'm pretty sure those kind of events eventually will come back. But right now, it looks like it's not for probably till 2022, maybe even 2023. So it's going to be very skim pickings in terms of real life in-person workshops. Okay. So it's going to be uh, more virtual. In the virtual workshops, you save a lot of money. You literally, every year I go to the Conscious Life Expo, which is one of the best ever. Okay. I love it when I speak there now. I was going there before I was speaking there. And, um, you know, my guy paid 500 bucks for my flight from Florida to LA. Then the hotel is like 350 bucks a night because I want to stay in the hotel at the Expo. That's the LAX Hilton. I don't want to have to drive back and forth from other hotels to get there to the event. So I just stay at the hotel, 350 a night. So you're talking about three, four nights of, the, of that. Every day I got to eat three square meals, you know, so that adds up to about 100 bucks a day in meals when you're on the road like that. Um, and then anything I need to do in terms of going out or whatever, I got to get in the Uber, go back and forth. If I need to go to Walmart and grab a couple of things or whatever, you know, so it's just uh, it's very expensive, you know, and then the cost of accessing the event itself, three, four hundred bucks. We're going to continue this later.